Welcome back, episode eight of Chief Central here. Um, big weekend. We uh, played two of the top teams in the West, and uh, we ended up picking up a weekend split, which I guess we'll take that. Better than yeah. two losses. It was the opposite uh, outcomes of the split you predicted. Yeah, this is very true. I Well, I was pleasantly surprised with how we played a full 60 against Prince George. That was the best game they played all year long. I thought so, too. By far. I mean, and then, you know, you know, went up, went up early with uh, kind of a fluky own goal there in the mm -hmm. first period, uh, but it f feels like the team kind of built on that from there and didn't really look back. I mean, for the most part, it was pretty much a just a good old-fashioned hockey game. It was. It, it was playoff hockey almost. Yeah, it sure it certainly felt like it. I mean, goaltending was great. I thought Cooper Michael had played really well. He played very well. Um, <clears throat> I, I was happy to see that we got Berkeley Catton and Dawson Cowan back right away, too, after playing in the uh, top prospects game on Wednesday. Um, oh, that was helpful, even though Cowan didn't play. No, but it was sure, sure was helpful having Catton uh, there because... Yeah. Catton ended up scoring the first two goals of the game, scored his first goal a minute into the game. And then that his second goal that he had toward the end of the first period was so pretty. Yeah. I feel like it's gonna not really gonna go uh it's gonna go kinda overshadowed a little bit, but uh, I, I watching it back, it's like coming down the, the left hand side right there and then he went short side over Ty yeah. Young's shoulder. That was it was pretty. Watching it on the replay it was even prettier than you know, you could you could tell as it was happening. Uh it was good to see. It's good to see them uh, have a good showing against a, a, I mean, a top team. Yeah, I mean, I mean Prince George, in my opinion, didn't look as sharp as we'd seen them before. But I part of it, I got to give credit to Spokane for that. Yeah, I, like it, like you said. I mean, they they looked a little bit flat, but um, they're still tied for the top team in the West too. So you you have to respect them in that in that regard. But um, yeah, it's Friday night, fifty-eight hundred people at the arena. Pretty good crowd. Uh, a couple of them were Rasmus Ekstrom's family. Yeah, it was nice that his family got to come for a couple of games, and uh, he uh, definitely gave them something to cheer about too. Yeah, he had a real, real good shot there from the the left circle on the power play in the uh, second period. Uh, end up being the game winner. It did end up being yeah. the game winner, and he, man, he he just looked solid all weekend again too. I mean, we were talking at the intermission last couple nights, like his 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 shot and his release is NHL caliber. Very much so. It, it's I, I'm honestly surprised. I'm still shocked that he didn't get even invited to play for Sweden in the World Junior. Yeah. Because I, I, I legitimately think that that guy could be in the NHL in the next couple of years. His, wouldn't, his, I wouldn't be surprised to have him get invited to somebody's camp this summer. Yeah, same here. I mean, his, his shot is just ridiculous. It's so quick off his stick. And like we were saying, it's Bedard-esque. Like, it's not it Connor is. Bedard's shot. But it's it's close. I mean, it's it's so quick off the stick, and it it watching it in person and watching it up close in person, mm -hmm. it's just it blows your mind. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really good game overall. I thought. I mean, the Chiefs we outshot them by a pretty large margin, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was forty three to twenty eight or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. But man. Uh, Good to see, and then the newest Chief Shave Van Olm gets on the board with a redirect in the third period, put us up four two. Prince George ended up getting one back, and then Chiefs ended up hanging on. Before uh, yeah, forty three to twenty eight shots. Definitely not what I was expecting. No, and it wasn't that lopsided. 
going into the third period, and then all of a sudden we looked up halfway through the third and noticed that we were out shooting them by about 12 or so. I feel like we really took off with the shots in the second period, too. Yeah. And honestly, last night it was kind of that way, too. I mean, what a horrible start. I mean, Holy right, right away Portland gets two quick ones in the first couple of minutes of the game, and then, then they, they get a getting third. a third later in the period, and you think... And you well, this isn't the team that showed up last night. No, they looked pretty flat. But thankfully, we did end up getting on the board to kind of give us a little bit of momentum toward the end of the first period. Once again, Ekstrom yep. on the power play with a just a rocket of a snapshot. Um, up in the top corner, ends up getting the Chiefs on the board. Um, give us a little bit of confidence going into the rest of the rest of the game. Um, but it just felt like most of the game. I mean, even si- ever since then, like we, we ended up making it three to two at one point. But ever since then, we were just chasing the game. I didn't think that we were going to come out on top. Like I said, we we're just going to keep chasing the yeah. game the whole time. And then, and it was very evident every time we did score to cut it to one, they'd score right away and go back up two. It was just a really slow yeah. start. Uh, I think that honestly, I feel like the Chiefs, for the most part, overall dominated play in the second period because I mean, yes. we put up like. 18 some shots or something like that and then the second period was much better for sure but then the third period comes around and, and third period was more of kind of kind of something we haven't seen with portland this year we're like another yet again another high scoring game between these two teams <laughs> that hasn't been a shock with this these two teams this year that's for sure but it ended up being 5-4 after two and that's how it stayed the rest of the game there was no more scoring in the third period even though the chiefs had their chances to tie it up um, Portland had chances too. Cowan made some Cowan, very good saves. A lot of saves on breakaways. <clears throat> yeah, looking at the looking at the score sheet and everything too, you you you'd think that Cowan wouldn't play wouldn't didn't play very well. He played and, very based well based on the score sheet, but he played well. I mean, he had to stop five or six breakaways yet again last night, and I can't even tell you the last time that I was actually confident in one of our goalies when they're facing a breakaway. Mm-hmm. Like I I used to just like for lack of a better term, shit my pants <laughs> when a guy on the other team gets a breakaway. Yeah. Now I just kind of sit back like he's – like you know he's got it. Like yeah. he, he's comfortable and he, he doesn't look nervous out there. I don't think any of the goals that he give, gave up last night were really his no. fault either. No. But in all honesty, if you know, if he has one of those games like he had against Wenatchee, which obviously you're not going to have every game where he stops 40 shots or whatever and only gives up a goal or two – you know, the Chiefs could easily snuck, snuck away with that yes, game too. Yes, but you know that that's just how how the game is. You're not going to have that every every game. But um, I feel like Portland came out <clears throat> trying to prove a little something too. I don't think that they liked Chiefs beating them. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Last time we played, and Nate Danielson's a really been a really good addition to them too. Uh, that guy's <laughs> impressive to watch. We, we both commented last night. That guy looks like an NHL player out there on the ice now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the one positive to take away, though, is we, we did have a pretty good power play. Yes. I thought. Which is um, good because it's been kind of a little cold for a while. Three for seven. However, Portland also went three for yeah. four on the power play. So that our penalty kill, not not sharp. No. Um, I will give a little bit of credit on one of the penalties to Nathan Mays for blocking those two tough shots. And yeah, I mean, he was struggling toward he, the end of the second period. He, yeah, he had it. Or no, maybe that was the first period. He had actually. to have help going down the tunnel just at the end of the period. Yeah, I mean, he blocked. It happened with like four minutes left, and he ended up still having to have people help him get down the tunnel. But he ended up coming back out. I mean, that's what you like to see from a 17 year old uh, D man, too. Uh, not afraid to get in the dirty areas and block those shots on the penalty kill. I mean, twice taking two just. 
bad shots there in one shift. You, you got to commend him for that for sure. Yes. But, um, yeah, Chiefs Chiefs lose that game 5-4. to four. Um, Overall, overall, I'd say it was a pretty good weekend. I mean, fighting back into it against Portland was it was definitely good. And, you know, we had 9,300 people at the arena last night too. Yeah. So, I mean, gave them something to cheer about. Um, crowd was really good. I, I thought our jerseys were some of the sickest jerseys we've For military, Yeah, military night. Those were pretty nice jerseys. Yeah, I really like those jerseys. How about the prices some of those jerseys went for? I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I feel like every year it just it gets just crazier and It just goes crazier. up and up and up. I mean, uh, I don't remember anything going for over two grand before. No, I don't either. Let me... Uh, and several of them did. Let me pull up the, uh, the picture of all the... Um, like what all the jerseys went for. I have a picture of it because there were some pretty crazy ones here it looks like uh berkeley catons went for 2503 that's crazy will mcisaacs went pretty high too i was a little bit i mean i'm i know he's a hell of a player i was a little bit shocked at how high he went he went higher than anybody i'm pretty sure he went 2567 well i wonder if family bought into that or something i don't know uh, Weinstein's went for twenty five twenty three. Um, eighteen. Dawson Collins went for eighteen hundred. It's pretty good for a goalie. I'd yes, say. it is. Um, Fifteen hundred. Connor Roulette. Twenty two fifty for Chase Berthlet. Thought that was pretty good. Uh, and then twenty five hundred for Ty Shovel Day off. No shock there. Nah, I mean, not, not at all. I mean, he's not at all. a fan favorite. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of interesting that they also had a couple of uh, ex Chiefs on there too. That they must have made jerseys for Jamison, and Will Jamison, Cole Wadsworth. Yeah. Um, actually, ended up Jamison's only went for three oh eight. That was pro- that was the lowest one. Wow. Uh, and then Coco, or not Coco, uh, Cole Wadsworth went for 501. So, uh, I, I mean, teams making their money. I mean, they, they yeah, are and money it's for a good cause. So it is, it yeah. is. But, but yeah, I mean, I if I had, I tell you what, if I had the money, I would have put down some money for that. If I had the money for it, if you just had to spend, yeah, money Man, to spend. Those jerseys, those were really sick. They kind of reminded me of those old gray alternate jerseys. Yes, from way back. Ago. Man, I wish they would bring those back. Yeah, we need to have. A good alternate like that. I like our blue jerseys, but man, nothing's going to compare. Yeah, because the, they were different, and when we wore them, you just—I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't even tell you because I was so young when we had them too. But I remember it vividly because I actually ended up. Ha- uh, I had a couple of those jerseys. Um, but I mean, honestly, what were your biggest takeaways from the weekend? Uh, I was pleasantly shocked at how well we played against PG and. Also, almost equally as shocked at how flat PG looked. But like I said, I think the Chiefs had something to do with that. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I don't think... I mean, it's not like PG was at the end of a super long road trip or anything like that. They'd played a couple of games, but they were earlier the previous weekend. And um, I was very impressed with how the Chiefs just stayed with the game plan for 60 minutes. Yeah. One of the rare times that they've done that this year. I agree. Um, that Prince, uh, Prince George game, was, I was pleasantly surprised the entire night. It was good to see them actually play a full 60 minutes. And then as far as the Portland game, I didn't know what to expect after the PG game because it was so impressive. And then when the way 
Portland started out, I mean, instinctively you had to go, well, here's where we're going again. Right. Um, and then they actually fought back, too. I mean, you can say it was respectable to only lose by one, but a loss is still a loss. I, it doesn't matter at that point. But they they showed a little resilience to get back into the game. I, I This team has been better the last three games than they were for the road trip and then the first game back against Everett. I don't know what the reasoning is for that. Obviously, we have our speculations. We do have our speculations, and we're not the only ones voicing those speculations. But um, I guess kind of something that will help answer those questions, too, will be how we bounce back against Everett again on Tuesday after losing to him 11-1 to previously. You know, it's it's so weird because I mean we played Everett a couple of we played Everett a couple times already this season, and first game we we pretty much dominated them the entire game. Cowan was great in that game too, but then the last two times we played them here, it's just like it's not it's a different team. And I mean Everett's pretty much the same team that they were back then too. I they mean, are, just, but you look at where they're in the standings right now. Right. I mean, obviously they're boosting, they're confident, but. Did you see what happened in their game last night with Seattle? Yeah. Um, they lost, ended up losing that game 3-1. to one. Yeah. Scott Ratzlaff for Seattle had 62 saves. Yeah. Pretty pretty nuts. I mean, Very nuts. With Seattle struggling this year, too, I mean, that's got to be a huge win for them to beat the top team in the league. Oh, They're yeah. In the West, too. Yeah, Seattle it had lost quite a few games in a row, and then also losing game. Tri-Cities has lost nine of their last ten. I know. So uh, even though we had the bad Eastern road trip, We've actually crept up into the final playoff spot. Which is interesting. It kind of reminds you of a couple of years ago, the Bear Hughes fact, yes. final season or whatever, when we fired Maglio halfway through the year and Smith took over the last half. We made that push and barely made it into the playoffs. The other teams were also struggling with the same stuff that exactly. we were at that time too. It's kind of, kind of getting those same kind of vibes right now. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the next few months play out. I mean, there's, what, a month and a half left in the regular season? Mm-hmm. Um so obviously, I, I want I'm, I, I want the Chiefs to to make a playoff push. I, obviously, I don't think we're going to go. We wouldn't go very far, but I mean, you never know. If if you get the team that shows up against Prince George in, in, in a playoff series, I mean, anything can happen. Anything can happen, and they always say that in the playoffs. But you know, in a best of series, probably not going to. You you can at least make it respectable. Though. Yeah, I mean, you can at least win a game or two and. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to have a situation like we had a couple of years ago when we barely made it in and then Kamloops just shut us out and shut us down in four games. Uh, I'd like to at least get another, get get at least a win or two in a series, if if at all. But yeah. uh, you never know. Anything can happen, like I said. But, uh, yeah, I pretty much agree for the most part. I mean, I thought over the weekend we – Obviously, looked better than on Friday than we did on Saturday, but I still think there were some positives to take away from Agreed. Saturday. Um, the fact that we fought back at all from being down 3-0 in the first period was obviously a positive. I mean, it's something that the fans are going to like to see that they're actually they actually care. And the it, the it, team did too. Right. It's right. Previous, I want to say from before the new year. If that kind of stuff would have happened, you'd have seen the bench and the players just kind of put their heads up in the air, like, "Oh, here we go again." Here we go. Yeah. Did not see that at all last night. No, not at all. Which was something new, for sure. And I guess you know maybe breeding wins that breeds that a little bit. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Probably still pretty high from the previous night against Prince George. Well, and then that's the other thing too. I mean, I think we've talked about it the last couple of episodes too, but with 
with Ryan Smith being gone, it's just like the, it just the team just looks different out there. Even like the coaching it, staff looks different. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just. I see Lesion over there when after a goal, giving knuckles to all five guys when they come off the ice, and you don't see that when all the coaches are there from any of the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, when you're in charge, you kind of do things your way, I guess. And he's in charge with Smith gone now. Um, there's just a different seems to be a different attitude. You know, we sit across from the bench. We look right at it all game long. Right. So we can see this. It's not like we're looking over shoulders and looking down. We look right across at it. Yeah. I mean, we can see their body language the yeah. entire night, too. But it's just, I don't know. It's almost like they just look like they're more fired up. Like, And we saw that early in the Prince George game. I mean, Shelby yeah. Ralph's fight early and got the crowd into it. And just from then on, it's just like... Something was just different yes. than than it would be if Ryan Smith was behind the bench, yeah. like how they how they'd been around him. But um, that was obviously a positive, seeing the team actually look like they care and actually look like they want to win. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of players that really stood out to me last night against Portland, especially. I thought Leighton Feist looked great last night. He did. I thought he's been really good the last like two or three weeks too. He played like, in his 200th game the previous night too in the league. On I his, saw on his, on his birthday. birthday. Yeah, yeah, I remember saw that too. But it's I, a lot of experience. It is, and and he's a great player too. I I'm glad that we actually ended up making that trade. I Me think too. That was a really good trade overall for us. Uh, and I I hope and I can see us keeping him as a 20 next year. Yeah, with this with the way the team is looking to be. Yes, having a veteran puck moving defenseman like yeah. that who's who's a little bit physical and chippy when he needs to be and stuff too i i think he needs to stick around um but i thought he looked solid last night i thought he looks really good and then i thought uh coco armstrong looked really good last night too. he did he looked he was noticeable not just solid he was noticeable yeah him and then, that whole line was well his line he was on the third line with um martin and bonnie and then the four. I thought the fourth line. The fourth line looked, looked awesome. Really good last night. Papanicus had a couple of really good rushes, and man, his shot is elite too. I, yeah. I, I think I like we talked about it on Friday. I, he reminds me of Jack Finley. Yeah. A little bit too. Just got like the same his, frame his too. His frame, and he's got a, a wicked shot, and uh, not afraid to mix it up too. Uh, using his body a little bit yeah. more too. He's a little bit been a little bit more physical recently. Um, but Campar, I mean. He, Par, Par was noticeable last night, he too. He was. He was, too. Not, obviously not on the scoreboard, score sheet, but he he looked good. I, I really like how he's been playing this season, too. And then um, uh, who am I forgetting? Who else was on that line? Harrington. Harrington. Harrington looked Harrington really played good really night. good. I even commented to you during yeah. the game that he was looking really he, good. He was really noticeable out there. He was mixing it up with guys after the whistles and everything, too, but... I mean, he just—he looks like he's playing with a little bit more confidence recently too. Yeah. I'd like to see him get on the scoreboard a little bit more because, I mean, I, I last year the couple games that he played with us toward the end of the season, I was really impressed, uh, and he, he looked—he's looked solid. I wouldn't say he's really stood out most of the season, but last night he looked—he looked really good. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him jump up a line or two yeah. also at some point, um, but. To go back to uh, Leighton Feist, I wanted to talk about our power play. And while we have a really good power play, I don't know if I'm necessarily a fan of having Crampton running the, the point on the power play. No. On our first unit. I think Leighton Feist is absolutely the guy that should be running the point on our number one power I play agree. unit. He runs it on the second, and he does a great job there. But I think 
if you have Feist together with Roulette, Cat, and Martin and Chevy up front in the pile, yeah. I mean, Feist can get the puck through through traffic to the net, and then you have two big bodies and Chevy and Martin up there yeah. cleaning it up. And um, I think Crampt- Crampton's an offensive defenseman, obviously, but I feel like he, there's a couple of things that he's not great at that I think can – and we saw it last night too. We yeah, did, I mean, especially in the third period. His, uh, I, I like Crampton. I like the kid, uh, but I, I don't think he's a very good puck handler. No, he do, he's not a puck moving defenseman like Feist is. No, and and you know on the power play you have a guy running in the middle of the middle of the point right at the blue line. You you can't have somebody that is going to just mishandle the yeah, puck and or be hesitant, especially when you have guys like Catton and Roulette. Yeah, on on your wing too. It's. I, I think with Feist, and I, I we noticed it a couple of times the last couple of games too. He's kind of reminds me of Ty Smith, where he's really good at keeping the puck in the blue line. Yes, he is. Um, and I don't see that from Crampton. No, Crampton's got a great shot, and he's not terrible defensively. I think he's pretty solid defensively, in all honesty. But I, I just, I get, a, I get nervous when he's on the blue line yeah. with the puck on his stick. Yeah, I, I agree. I, you need somebody that can move the puck. And I mean, you don't need the defenseman out there, but I I don't know. I I'm in agreement with you. We had that conversation earlier in the year, and um, even a couple of games when Crampton was out hurt or sick too, when Feist was in there, we know we both commented about how much better it looked, mm-hmm. just moving the puck around and getting opportunities. Yeah, and I I I think it's something that we could try out, but I don't think they're gonna they'll switch anything up no. in the power play with how good our power play has been. Yeah. Um, I mean, Cat and Roulette—they got you got them out there in line. They'll, they could score with anything anybody can out happen. there. Yeah. I mean, those those two could be out there by themselves and probably find a way to get the puck in the <laughs> Probably. Net. But that's the other thing, though, is just sometimes they overpass a little bit too much. I yeah. feel like we talked about it last night. I feel like they have a little bit too much fun passing to each other sometimes that they end up overdoing. Yeah, it a I think it's bit. enjoyable for them. But yeah, it's, it's almost like a little too on unselfish. All star team. Yeah, and they're just tossing it back and forth. But and and. Obviously, that's something that we haven't seen here in a couple of years. No, we've so not it's, seen it's, that. It's refreshing. Yeah, but I mean, there's a couple of different times last night where Catton's got the puck wide open in the slot in the lower part of the circles, and he makes a pass. It's like, man, you got to yeah. shoot that when you're in that close. He has an elite shot too. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna. Some sometimes the goalies are reading the pass too. If they see a guy True. at the corner of his eye wide open, and the D man too. Yeah, I mean that's something that. I think they could work on a little bit. They could have, I mean, Catton's a 17-year-old in the league, and he's got 31 goals right now. Right. With, he's on pace. I looked. We looked it up last night. He's on pace for, for 50, 50 on the dot as a 17. It's pretty crazy. Crazy to think about. Yeah. And Connor Roulette's on pace for 46 right now, too. Yeah. Good stuff. We'll take it. Absolutely. It's a good thing we have him. I'm glad that, yeah, I'm glad that. We actually ended up making that trade for yeah. Roulette. I think that was a really good trade for us to make in the offseason. Yeah, I agree. He seems very happy here, too. Yeah, and him him and Catton live together. I mean, they're, they pretty much spend all the time together. Yeah, they're too, having so fun. I'm sure they've built, a good, they've built a good relationship. Having those two leaders. And, and it was nice seeing the last couple of nights, seeing Chevy and Catton both playing the role of talking to the officials. You can just tell them, the, talking to the bench. Like, you could tell those are the leaders. Yeah. And we haven't always seen that from our, like, leaders no. in the past few years, too. But they both have the A's on their jerseys, and they're 
playing their role and they know what they're doing. And I think things have gotten better the last couple of games. Definitely. Like, we, we've noticed it. I think a lot of casual fans have even noticed it too. A lot more energy. Yeah, 100%. I mean, even the people in the group that were in on Facebook and stuff too. Like, what's with this team tonight against Prince George? I mean, everybody's shocked. And that's it. It's, it's so weird seeing like one, you never know what team you're going to get. You're going to get the team that shows up against Prince George and then you get the team that's going to show up in the first period against Portland. Right. I mean, it's, going to have a team that plays a full 60 you're going to have a team that battles for 20 minutes and then hopes they get lucky right it's something that i mean i don't i don't think any amount of pl- the number of players you have out there you know whatever like who you have out there who's behind the bench i don't think that's going to affect anything i just got to figure something out i mean it's, yeah i don't know if it's lazy laziness or if they just get too cocky but, but i mean man portland is so fast too and it's just i feel like they took advantage of our sluggishness they a did lot last night. they did i mean they're up the ice before you know it yeah. and not even really a lot of odd man rushes they were just up the ice with even numbers but holy cow always seem to get a shot off and too they know how to put the puck in the yeah. net too and i'll give credit to their goalie Avakian last night he played really he played well good too. um a lot different from what we used to see when he was in Tri-Cities, too. Yeah. I'm sure he feels a lot more confident in himself playing on oh, yeah. a good team in yeah. Portland, too. Um, I mean, Portland's goaltending situation has been rough this year. Yeah, they've had but, some injury issues. But they have him and Luke Brunin back now, so yeah. I think they get their starter back mo- in next He was week to week, too. I think, when we looked the other day, right? Yeah, I believe he was week to week. Um, have you been checked up, checking up on the Youth Olympics? How Smith? I haven't. I haven't seen one thing. I haven't either. Uh, I know Mathis Preston's playing for him, mm-hmm. and then Carter Essler, the goalie, is playing for him too. Yeah. No, uh, I have not seen one thing anywhere. No, I haven't either. I, I, I saw that they won their first game against Korea, which I mean, Korea right. is not a huge hockey uh, country, but um, that was the only thing I saw. They won that one eight to nothing. But that's the only thing I've seen, and I think we have another week and a half before Smith's back. I think so. I think, yeah. I think it's a little over two weeks he was going to be um, gone. So we have a game Tuesday against Everett, and then I think we have a really tough stretch coming up again. I mean, this weekend was a tough stretch, too, um, schedule-wise, but then we got Everett again at home on Tuesday. They kicked our ass 11-1 to last week. Yep. What, what team's going to show up to that game? Well, I don't know. Whichever team is going to show up, too. Yeah, true. They they might just feel pretty confident and cocky, too. Who knows? And then Friday, February 2nd, we play in Everett against the Tips again. So we got Tuesday and Friday against Everett, too. So we're going to be seeing a lot of them. So I could see a little bit of bad blood. I'm sure the Chiefs are going to come out on Tuesday. They'll remember what happened oh, last yeah. time Ever was here, and they'll come out hard in the first period. Oh yeah! But it's going to be a matter of which team is going to show up for the remainder of the forty minutes. Yeah, I think they'll come out fine in the first period, but then, you know, after that, it's just anybody's game. It's, it's if they want to show up or not. Chiefs play the three and three the following week. This next weekend too, they yeah. play Everett, and then we're down in Tri City on Saturday and then the third. Kelowna and then Kelowna back here, back at home on the fourth. That's a man. That's a tough schedule. Yeah, tough schedule coming up. And Next four games. Friday the ninth, we play here against uh, Tri Cities again, and then Saturday the tenth. Everett back again. In Everett. Chiefs, Chiefs got a, a tough stretch. A lot of U.S. division opponents, so it's going to be interesting to see what, like you said, what team shows up for all those games. Yeah. And 
if they can uh, <clears throat> squeeze their way into a playoff race. Um, what's your opinion on uh, Carter Street getting scratched, healthy scratched a couple of games the last couple of weeks? Well, everybody's healthy on the team, which is a good thing, with the exception of Crawl, who has been out sick, we think. But um, you got to scratch somebody. Yeah. And not that the guy doesn't play hard and doesn't try, but I guess at some point when everybody's healthy and you got to make that decision, you go with the guy that's not producing. Yeah. I was, we were thinking about that too. It's like um, one of my buddies put 400 bucks down on his military jersey last night and then texted me in the middle of the first period. And he goes, is Streak even playing? Like I haven't seen him out there. Yeah. And I said, no, I, I think he's healthy scratch tonight. And I said, that's what happens when you have like two goals and 10 points in your 19 year old season. I mean, that's just not going to cut it. No. And I feel like if if it was a number of other teams in the league, he'd be down in the BCHL right now or something, you know, like he'd he'd be back down in junior A because that's just, that's not, that's not major junior level. And and it sucks because I thought he had a lot of potential when we traded for him too. Me too. I really liked his game, his 17 year old year. And then even last Last year, year, he was, I mean, a team was, that was, terrible last year we we were terrible yeah i thought he played a good solid season last year he had probably the sickest goal i've ever seen in person the michigan the michigan that he scored that was probably the sickest goal sickest goal by the chiefs i've ever seen in person i still think the sickest goal i've ever seen in person was cross hannis doing the trevor zegers pass over the net yeah that was nuts that was nuts like i was shocked but yeah, I, I, it's tough. It's tough because he's scored two or three goals this year, and every single time it's been like a month after the other one, and he's throwing the monkey out the back uh, every right. time. You During the celly, yeah, you can't do that every time you no. score in a season, that's especially not a, it is nineteen. That's not a good sign. No, and it. I feel like, I feel like he could have benefited from a change of scenery. Yes, before the trade deadline, which I was a little bit shocked that they didn't move him. I wonder if they even look. I mean, I know it's probably teams aren't gonna necessarily go out searching for a guy who's barely producing right as a 19 however i feel like a change of scenery can do him good and i wouldn't be surprised if in the off season he gets moved i don't because i i highly doubt he's coming back as a 20 yeah like i it's either he gets moved or he gets sent down yeah so um but yeah i mean other than that i other than that i like what i saw yeah me too for sure even with the loss i liked you know the, the comeback and the desire to try to come back. Did you get a chance to watch the uh, CHL prospects game? I did. Uh, I I thought the one guy that really stood out for me from the WHL was TJ Ginla. Oh yeah, that he played on a line uh, all WHL line on with Catton and yeah. um, Tarek Parasak from Prince George. That was uh, pretty impressive. Uh, you look at a guy that when he we saw him, you know when he played. In, in Seattle and thought this guy's not even getting any ice time and then now look what he's doing yeah now he's next season in Kelowna he is just lighting it up and I think I think at the start of the year he was projected to go like late teens early 20s in the first round Mm -hmm. of the draft but now he's got to be closing in on top 10 I would think so because I mean he looked really good he's just had a wild year and I thought Catton made a couple of good Good plays. Him and Aginla has have some chemistry for yeah. sure. I think they've played together before, um, but uh, I, it, it was cool to see them move a puck around. But other than that, I didn't notice Catton very much. No, me either. Um, I don't know if it, it was just other people outshining him or what, but 
Um, I mean, there obviously there's some great talent in that game too. It was a pretty low scoring game. For it was a prospects game, uh, and it was nice. It was cool to see Cowan in there play the last half of the yeah. game too. I thought he he played, held his own. He had a good showing. Yeah, uh, all U.S. division uh, goaltending right? match up there in the that final cool. uh, final thirty minutes between uh, Cowan and Lucas Mateka. Yeah, from Tri City, they both look good. They did. Mateka Mateka's really good. He's uh, I think he's seventeen too. I think he's going into his draft year this year so I, I could see him no oh, yeah going pretty high for a goalie too and tri-cities are known for their goalies who else are we talking about the other night that's good prince george they're yeah. also known for ha- producing goalies, goalies. yeah taylor gochier tyler brennan ty young and then they have that 17 year old josh ravensbergen or i think his yeah. name is and he just came out of nowhere and he's got like a 93 save percentage yeah he's right like now. a Become a one A. It's pretty. It's pretty sick to see. And, yeah. And they still have Ty Young, who's a Vancouver Canucks pick too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What are your predictions for Tuesday against Everett? I don't know. I don't. At this point, I can't. These guys have me so flabbergasted. I don't know what team's going to show up. Well, that, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like if what, the, what if team the team shows up show that up? played the last two games, with the exception of the first period yesterday against Portland. I mean, it's going to be a better game. I still think Everett's going to win. And there's a reason they're tied for first in the West right now. They're playing really good right now. What a big turnaround for them. Yeah. From, from last season to this season. I mean, trading, uh, who was it? Zellweger and uh, I can't remember. Who I can't remember either. Now. Who else was part of that trade? But to Kamloops last year, and they got just a ton of draft picks yeah. back. But so you think that, you know, maybe they're taking a down year like Kamloops had been. Um, but no, they just turned it right around, and they're back at the top again. It's it's crazy. How come how come other teams can do that? It's going to be curious, interesting to see what Seattle does next season too. Yeah, um, because it feels like Portland and Everett specifically are always just solid, solid. Um, and it feels like Spokane and Tri Cities always kind of have like a couple of down years. A, couple of okay years and then a really good season but it feels like they're all synchronized yes when we're good tri-city is good vice versa you know when we're terrible they're terrible and um seattle i feel like seattle's really good at building up a team they are so they're good at building a team quickly you can say in the last seven or eight years we've said two different times this team is going to be good next year and sure enough they proved that they were exactly exactly i mean yeah what was it three years ago the that pandemic short season just watching the the team play online like you could just tell they were fun to watch they were going to dominate and now look at all the talent that they had last season that are in the NHL and yeah. and in the AHL, Gunther and Korchinski and yeah. um, Thomas Millich and it's I mean just a number of guys too. But uh, and Everett's that way too. Yeah, they always have been. Yeah, Everett's always just been consistently solid. Um, the I five teams seem to do pretty well. <laughs> yeah, not sure, not true. And then you got Wenatchee too now. I guess I yeah. mean, Central Washington there. With, obviously, without their two players that they had at the start of the season that were just pretty dominant of the league the last couple of years, but they're still a good team. They still have really good, really, really good talent. I mean, leading scoring defenseman in the league. Yeah. And really good goaltending and everything, too. It's like they're going to, they're still kind of battling near the top, too, and they're not, they're not going away. No, they're not. They're not going to, yeah. And with the draft picks that they got back in those two trades, I can see them kind of dominating like the other teams in the U.S. for the next few years too. So, yeah, um, 
I mean, I, I think the Chiefs are obviously going to be better next few years. I certainly hope they so. They have the potential to be. I do think we need a new coaching staff. Yeah. Um, but I think they have the potential. We can get a good set of coaches in the locker room, good voices that players will respond to. Yeah. I think the guys that we have coming in next year are really going to help. They have a lot of potential. Too. Yeah, yeah. I really like Mathis Preston. I, I, I can't remember the last time, other than Catton, I can't remember the last time I was this excited to see a, a chief yeah. prospect. Yeah. Because uh, the two, three games that he's played for us this year, he's got a goal, two goals and an assist. Yeah, he I looks mean, comfortable out there. The kid is a stud. And yeah. I, I, I can see him going. Like, I remember when we drafted him, you go look, like, before, right after we drafted him last offseason, you look at his elite prospects page, and right away it says top prospect for 2026 NHL really? draft. Before, like, right immediately after he was drafted in the wow. WHL, and that that's good. And then you got Brody Gillespie too, and then the goalie Carter Essler. I think he's gonna really him. Yeah. I think it'll be him and Cowan next year as the, yeah. the guys. But it's gonna be really interesting to see how it, how it all plays out. Um, it's kind of crazy that we're coming up on a month and a half left in the season already. Isn't it though, yeah, it feels like it just kind of flew by. Yeah, once you get over after Christmas and the New Year's, it goes pretty quick. Yeah. For as long as January seems sometimes, hockey-wise, it goes pretty quick. It really does, yeah. I mean, pretty soon we'll just have the uh, playoffs and then the uh, NHL, or end of the regular season, the NHL to watch. Yep. And then the NHL playoffs, obviously. But So I'm going to give you the opportunity to pick which, like for which team shows up. You can pick for if the bad Chiefs show up, if the good Chiefs show up. For the game Tuesday. on Tuesday? Yes. If the bad Chiefs show up, Everett blows us out of the water again. Okay. Final? 7-1. Okay. If the good Chiefs show up, I can see it being a 4-4 overtime game with either team winning. Yeah. Actually, you know what? That's a really... If we have that, if we have that team that showed up against Prince George, we can... I mean, we can... Like, I, like we said, if the Chiefs win four out of five... Play those the kind of game they played against PG four out of five games. We could easily compete for the division right now. Yep, easily we would be up right up there with Portland and Everett. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was a complete one eighty from what we saw against Everett yes. last week. I mean, completely. But I, I like I like those predictions. I I can pretty much agree. You're pretty much spot on where I was thinking too. I was going to say four to three final on uh, for the for the good Chiefs for the good Chiefs. Um, and then seven one that sounds about right right at the right alley too. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. But yeah, we'll we'll know in a couple of days, I guess. And then uh, yeah, we'll have what three games before our next show? Four so, games. Four games. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, you're right. Oh man, a lot to talk. A lot about. of hockey this next weekend. We'll have a lot to talk about. Yeah, and then. Uh, be getting in touch with our special uh, special guest here soon. Yeah, and we did work out some Zoom uh, stuff the other day, too, to do a podcast by Zoom. So we might actually get some Chiefs fans on before we do that one, too. Maybe have a special episode later this week. And, yeah. And, and get some other fans' opinions as, of the team and some things, too. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that would be a really good idea. I'd like to get your guys' opinions and everything, too. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's all I got. That's all I got, got too. anything else? No, I just waiting to see which team shows up on Tuesday. I know, kind of anxiously waiting already. Yep. But all right. All right. Well, go Chiefs, go. Go Chiefs, go.